Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 57. The title of today's podcast is Beware of Idols. And I hope as we go through all the passages we'll look at today, you'll see the warnings about idols. You'll learn more about what they are and how God is the only true God that we are to serve. We pick it up at the beginning of Deuteronomy chapter 10, where Moses is describing to the people what God had told him to do. At that same time, the Lord said to me, carve out for yourself two stone tablets like the first ones and come up the mountain to me. Also make for yourself a wooden ark. I will write on the tablets the same words that were on the first tablets you broke and you must put them in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood and covered it, uh, carved out two stone tablets just like the first ones. Then I went up the mountain with the two tablets in my hands. The Lord then wrote on the tablets the same words, the Ten Commandments, which he had spoken to you at the mountain from the middle of the fire at the time of that assembly, and he gave them to me. Then I turned, went down the mountain, and placed the tablets in the ark I had made. They are still there, just as the Lord commanded me. During those days, the Israelites traveled from Biroth Benajakan to Morasah. There Aaron died and was buried, and his son Eliezer became priest in his place. From there they traveled to Gudada, and from Gudada to Jobatha, a place of flowing streams. At that time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to stand before the Lord to serve and to serve him, and to formulate blessings in his name, as they do to this very day. Therefore Levi has no allotment or inheritance among his brothers, The Lord is his inheritance, just as the Lord your God told him. As for me, I stayed at the mountain as I did the first time, forty days and forty nights. The Lord listened to me that time as well, and decided not to destroy you. Then he said to me, Get up, set out, leading the people, so that they may go and possess the land I promised to give to their ancestors. Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you except to revere him, to obey all his commandments, to love him, to serve him with all your mind and being, and to keep the Lord's commandments and statutes that I am giving you today for your own good. The heavens, indeed the highest heavens, belong to the Lord your God, as does the earth and everything in it. However, only to your ancestors did he show his loving favor, and he chose you, their descendants, from among peoples, as is apparent today. Therefore cleanse your hearts and stop being so stubborn. For the Lord your God is a God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, mighty, and awesome God, who is unbiased and takes no bribe, who justly treats the orphan and widow, and who loves resident foreigners, giving them food and clothing. So you must love the resident foreigner, because you are foreigners in the land of Egypt. Revere the Lord your God, serve him, be loyal to him, and take oaths only in his name. He is the one you should praise, he is your God, the one who has done great things and awesome things for you that you have seen. When your ancestors went down to Egypt, they numbered only seventy, But now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of the sky. You must love the Lord your God and do what he requires. Keep his statutes, ordinances, and commandments at all times. Bear in mind today that I am not speaking to your children who have not personally experienced the judgments of the Lord your God, which revealed his greatness, strength, and power. 
They did not see the awesome deeds he performed in the midst of Egypt against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and his whole land, or what he did to the army of Egypt, including their horses and chariots, when he made the waters of the Red Sea overwhelm them while they were being pursued, and he annihilated, annihilated them. They did not see what you did, what he did to you in the wilderness before you reached this place, or what he did to Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab the Reubenite, when the earth opened its mouth in the middle of the Israelite camp and swallowed them, their families, their tents, and all their property they brought with them. I'm speaking to you because you are the ones who saw with your own eyes all the great deeds of the Lord. Now pay attention to all the commandments I am giving you today so that you may be strong enough to enter and possess the land where you are headed and that you may enjoy long life in the land the Lord promised to give to your ancestors and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land where you are headed is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, a land where you planted seed and which you irrigated by hand like a vegetable garden. Instead, the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy is one of hills and valleys, a land that drinks in water from the rains, a land the Lord your God looks after. He is constantly attentive to it from the beginning to the end of the year. Now if you pay close attention to my commandments that I am giving you today and love the Lord your God and serve him with all your mind and being, then he promises, I will send rain for your land in its season, the autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. I will provide pasture for your livestock and you will eat your fill. Make sure you do not turn away to serve and worship other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will erupt against you and he will close up the sky so that it does not rain. The land will not yield its produce, and you will soon be removed from the good land that the Lord is about to give you. Fix these words of mine into your mind and being. Tie them as a reminder on your hands, and let them be symbols on your forehead. Teach them to your children, and speak to them as you sit in your house, as you walk along the road, as you lie down, and as you get up. Inscribe them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, so that your days and those of your descendants may be extended in the land that the Lord promised to give to your ancestors, like the days of heaven itself. For if you carefully observe all these commandments I am giving you and love the Lord your God, live according to his standards and remain loyal to him, then he will drive out all these nations ahead of you, and you will dispossess nations greater and stronger than you. Every place you set your foot will be yours. Your border will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the river, that is the Euphrates, as far as the Mediterranean Sea. Nobody will be able to resist you. The Lord your God will spread the fear and terror of you over the whole land on which you walk, just as he promised you. Take note, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you take heart, take to heart the commandments of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. And the curse if you pay no attention to his commandments and turn away from the way I am setting before you today to pursue other gods you have not known. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are to possess, you must pronounce the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not across the Jordan River toward the west in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Rift Valley opposite Gilgal near the Oak of Morah? For you are about to cross the Jordan to possess the land the Lord your God is giving you and you will possess and inhabit it. Be certain to keep all the statutes and ordinances that I am presenting to you today. These are the statutes and ordinances you must be careful to obey as long as you live in the land the Lord your God, the God of your ancestors, has given you to possess. You must be, by all means destroy all the places where the nations you are about to dispossess worship their gods, on the high mountains and hills and under every leafy tree. You must tear down their altars, shatter their sacred pillars, burn up their sacred asherah poles, and cut down the images of their gods. You must eliminate the very memory from that place. 
You must not worship the Lord your God the way they worship, but you must seek only the place he chooses from all your tribes to establish his name as his place of residence, and you must go there. And there you must take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the personal offerings you have prepared, your votive offerings, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. Both you and your families must feast there before the Lord your God and rejoice in all the output of your labor which with which he has blessed you. You must not do as we are doing here today, with everyone doing what seems best to him. For you have not yet come to the final stop and inheritance the Lord your God is giving you. When you do go across the Jordan River and settle in the land he is granting you as an inheritance, and you find relief from all your enemies who surround you, you will live in safety. Then you must come to the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to reside, bringing everything I am commanding you, your burnt offerings, sacrifices, tithes, the personal offerings you have prepared, and all your choice votive offerings that you have devoted to him. You shall rejoice in the presence of the Lord your God, along with your sons, daughters, male and female servants, and the Levites in your villages, since they have no allotment or inheritance with you. Make sure you do not offer burnt offerings in any place you wish, for you may do so only in the place the Lord chooses in one of your tribal areas. There you may do everything I am commanding you. On the other hand, you may slaughter and eat meat as you please when the Lord your God blesses you in all your villages. Both the ritually pure and impure may eat it, whether it is a gazelle or an ibex. However, you must not eat blood, pour it out on the ground like water. You will not be allowed to eat in your villages your tithe of grain, new wine, olive oil, the firstborn of your herd and flock, any votive offerings you have vowed, or freewill offering or personal offerings. Only in the presence of the Lord your God may you eat these in the place he chooses. This applies to you, your son, your daughter, your male and female servants, and the Levites in your villages. In that place you will rejoice before the Lord your God, in all the output of your labor. Be careful not to overlook the Levites as long as you live in the land. When the Lord your God extends your borders as he said he would do and you say, I want to eat meat just as I please, you may do as, your wi- as you wish. If the place he chooses to locate his name is too far for you, you may slaughter any of your herd and flock he has given you just as I have stipulated. You may eat them in your villages just as you wish. As you eat the gazelle or ibex, so you may eat these. The richly impure and pure alike may eat them. However, by no means eat the blood, for the blood is life itself. You must not eat the life with the meat. You must not eat it. You must pour it on the ground like water. You must not eat it so that it may go well with you and your children after you. You will be doing what is right in the Lord's sight. But the holy things, the votive offerings that belong to you, you must pick up and take to the place the Lord will choose. You must offer your burnt offerings, both meat and blood, on the altar of the Lord your God. The blood of your sacrifices you must pour on his altar while you eat the meat. Be careful, Pay careful attention to all these things I am commanding you so that it may always go well with you and your children after you when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. When the Lord your God eliminates the nations from the place where you are headed and you dispossess them, you will settle down in their land. After they have been destroyed from your presence, be careful not to be ensnared like they are. Do not pursue their gods and say, How do these nations serve their gods? I will do the same. You must not worship the Lord your God the way they do. For everything that is abhorrent to him, everything he hates, they have done when worshiping their gods. They even burn up their sons and daughters before their gods. You must be careful to do everything I am commanding you. Do not add to it or subtract from it. Suppose a prophet or one who foretells by dreams should appear among you and show you a sign or wonder, and the sign or wonder should come to pass according to what he has said, namely, let us follow other gods. 
gods whom you have not previously known, and let us serve them. You must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer, for the Lord your God will be testing you to see if you love him with all your mind and being. You must, not, you must follow the Lord your God and revere only him. You must observe his commandments, obey him, serve him, and remain loyal to him. As for that prophet or dreamer, he must be executed because he encouraged rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt, redeeming you from that place of slavery. And because he has tried to entice you from the way the Lord your God has commanded you, in this way you must purge evil from among you. Suppose your own full brother, your son, your daughter, your beloved wife, or your closest friend should seduce you secretly and encourage you to go and serve other gods that neither you nor your ancestors have previously known, the gods of the surrounding people, whether near from you or far from you, from one end of the earth to the other. You must not give in to them or even listen to them. Do not feel sympathy for them or spare them or cover up for them. Instead, you must kill him without fail. Your own hand must be the first to strike him and then the hands of the whole community. You must stone him to death because he tried to entice you away from the Lord your God who delivered you from the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. Thus all Israel will hear and be afraid. No longer will they continue to do evil like this among you. Suppose you should hear in one of your cities which the Lord your God is giving you as a place to live that some evil people have departed from among you to entice the inhabitants of their city saying, Let's go and serve other gods whom they have not known before. You must investigate thoroughly and inquire carefully. If it is indeed true that such a disgraceful thing is being done among you, you must by all means slaughter the inhabitants of that city with the sword, annihilate with the sword everyone in it as well as the livestock. You must gather all of its plunder into the middle of the plaza and burn the city and all of its plunder as a whole burnt offering to the Lord your God. It will be an abandoned ruin forever. It must never be rebuilt again. You must take, not take for yourself anything that has been placed under judgment. Then the Lord will relent from his intense anger, show you compassion, have mercy on you, and multiply you as he promised your ancestors. Thus, you must obey the Lord your God, keeping all his commandments that I am giving you today, and doing what is right before him. So as you listen to all that, it might seem very extreme at this last part especially, but what we need to realize is that the nations who were in this place before Israel came were sacrificing their sons and daughters in offerings to their gods. They were doing all kinds of evil practices to each other. And God was basically saying, you cannot and you must not follow their ways. And sadly, what we see later on in the history of Israel is they begin to do that very same thing. And some of the kings of Israel themselves sacrifice their own children, which God eventually does bring the punishment that he predicts here through Moses on them. And so God takes very seriously worshiping him only because worshiping him leads to life and worshiping idols and other gods leads to death. And now we'll read from Psalm 115, a psalm that talks about God and about idols and what that all means. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name bring honor for the sake of your loyal love and faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are made of silver and gold. They are man-made. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see, ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell, hands but cannot touch, feet but cannot walk. They cannot even clear their throats. Those who make them will end up like them, and, every, and as will everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. 
He is their deliverer and protector. O family of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their deliverer and protector. You loyal followers of the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their deliverer and protector. The Lord takes notice of us. He will bless. He will bless the family of Israel. He will bless the family of Aaron. He will bless his loyal followers, both young and old. May he increase your numbers, yours and your children's. May you be blessed by the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who descend into the silence of death. But we will praise the Lord now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. And just hear that warning. Those who worship and follow idols become like them, dead and lifeless. And now we come to Luke chapter 8, which is an amazing uh, passage that shows us just how great and awesome Jesus, God, the Son of God himself is, and how much greater he is than any other idol that we could ever worship or follow, that he has the power and the love that we desperately long for and need. So Luke chapter 8, sometime afterward, he, that's Jesus, went through the towns and villages, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, that 12 were with him and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and disabilities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's household manager, Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their own resources. While a large crowd was gathering and the people were coming to Jesus from one town after another, he spoke to them in a parable, saying, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled on, and the wild birds devoured it. Other seed fell on the rock, And when it came up, it withered because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and they grew up with it and choked it. But other seed fell on good soil and grew, and it produced a hundred times as much grain. As he said this, he called out, The one who has ears to hear had better listen. Then the disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, You have been given the opportunity to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that although they see, they may not see. And although they hear, they may not understand. Now the parable means this. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who have, who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but at the time of testing, they fall away. As for the seed that fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the worries and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for the seed that landed on good soil, these are the ones who, after hearing the word, cling to it with an honest and good heart and bear fruit with steadfast endurance. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand so that those who come can see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not be made known and brought to light. So listen carefully, for whoever has will be given more, but whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. Now Jesus' mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not get near because of the crowd. So he was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. But Jesus replied to them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. One day Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let's go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now a violent windstorm came down on the lake, and the boat started filling up with water, and they were in danger. They came and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are about to die. So he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, 
they died down and it was calm. Then he said to them, Where is your faith? But they were afraid and amazed, saying to one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. So they sailed over to the region of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped ashore, a certain man from the town met him who was possessed by demons. For a long time this man had worn no clothes and had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and shouted with a loud voice, Leave me alone, Jesus, Son of the Most High God. I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had started commanding the evil spirit to come out of the man. For it had seized him many times so that he would so that he would be bound with chains and shackles and kept under guard. But he would break the restraints and be driven by the demon into deserted places. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they began to beg him not to order him to depart into the, into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside, and the demonic spirits begged Jesus to let them go into them. He gave them permission. So the demons came out of the man and went into the pigs, and the herd of pigs rushed down the steep slope into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they ran off and spread the news in the town and countryside. So the people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus. They found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the man who had been demon-possessed had been healed. Then all the people of the Gerasenes and the surrounding region asked Jesus to leave them alone, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare what God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole town what Jesus had done for him. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him because they were all waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, who was a leader in the synagogue, came up. Falling at Jesus' feet, he pleaded with him to come to his house because he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds pressed around him. Now a woman was there who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years but could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his cloak, and at once the bleeding stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who was it who touched me? When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are surrounding you and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not escape notice, she came trembling and fell down before him. In the presence of all the people, she explained why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the synagogue leader's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. But Jesus heard this and told him, Do not be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. Now, when he came to the house, Jesus did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Now, they were all wailing and mourning for her, but he said, Stop your wailing. She is not dead, but asleep. And they began making fun of him because they knew she was dead. But Jesus gently took her by the hand and said, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up immediately. Then he told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. And so as we finish these stories, I hope you see just how amazing Jesus is, how much of a great, powerful, loving Son of God he is, the God-man. So unlike any of the idols that we tend to worship, the things that we take and make more important than him. 
And so I hope that you're encouraged to see the wonder of who Jesus is again today. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. 